um, it's always, you know, it's always good just to stop and, and to remember. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, critiques on, on our country right now, but there's a, there, there's a, we do still have a great, great country, and the Lord has, has um, uh, given us a wonderful place to live, and we want to honor those who have uh, fought and who have died to make that even possible. And so we, we um, you know, there's, there's nothing, uh, you know, more biblical than laying down your life for, a bro- for your brother, right? That's what Jesus did, lay his life down for us. And our, our, our troops who have done that, we honor them and, and, and thank them and want to remember that and want to not just think of this as a, you know, day to barbecue or a day to just kind of have an extra day off, but rather um, this, is, this is what this day is. So um, take some time and, and, and remember that, and it's a good uh, something that's good for us to uh, remember and to honor as well. And so uh, we are, we are, my name's Andy, by the way, I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and we are in a series, we're just joining us called Half Truths. Half Truths, where we're looking at common phrases or common things that we may have accepted as truth, but need uh, maybe a little more examination to understand the full meaning. So maybe we, we haven't uh, understood them uh, possibly. You know, the funny thing with Half Truths are, it really is, it's kind of how you frame it. It's kind of how you frame the, the, the truth, so to speak, to where it's not necessarily wrong, but maybe it could be a little more right. I, I uh, remember, I, I, or this couple years ago, I purchased a uh, camp trailer for the first time, and I, I went to it, and I saw there's a little bit of, little bit of damage to the roof, and I asked the guy who was selling it to me about it, and he said, oh, well, it's been you know, professionally repaired. And I'm like, it's great, it's great. Uh, and so, uh, you know, in, in, in a totally unrelated news, uh, I'm spending uh, my weekend uh, like, like this. This is, this is how I spent my, my Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh, professionally, professionally done. You know, up oh, there's that that handsome man on the right is me. Uh, so it may have well have been professionally repaired, as in there's no more water that's coming in, and the guy may or girl may have been paid for it, which makes it professional. Uh, however, failed failed to mention the other the other side of the truth, which was that it uh, had already has significant amount of damage on it. You can take that down because it just stresses me out. <laughs> Because you, you guys may go home and, you know, hey, I'm going to barbecue this or I'm going to do that. I'm just going to hop on top of that and start doing my thing. So it may have been true that it was done, but, but that, that wasn't the whole truth, was it? There, there, there's some artisan damage done. I didn't ask the right questions. They didn't volunteer them. Lesson learned, right? Lesson learned. And so when we look at half-truths, we look at half-truths, we, we want to we, we look at, you know, what is it about that that is true? But then what, what else, what more is there to it? So we've, we've looked at so far, Pastor Brandon unpacked um, that, that God won't give me more than I can handle. Uh, he, we unpacked last week that God doesn't want me to, to judge others. And so if you haven't seen those, go, go back on our website, go back online, our YouTube channel, and check those out. They're great. Pastor Brandon did a great job. And today, we are going to unpack this, the half-truth of the suffering in my life is a result of sin. The suffering in my life is a result of sin. This is a very emotionally uh, packed topic and idea of, of suffering because it, it, for those that have gone through hardships, which is, you know, a lot of people, that it, this cuts deep. 
because a lot of times we were asking, it hurts, we ask questions, things don't make sense. And so we're gonna kind of un un unpack this a little bit. Um, and because there's, there's pain and there's suffering in, in our lives and we want to try and make sense of them. We want to try and, and figure out why is this happening to me. I have, I have heard people uh, talk about this, friends that couldn't have a child and, and somebody, I don't know if they're well-meaning or not, but say, well, you know, is there some sin in your life? Maybe that's why. And, and, and it's like, oh, cool, yeah, hold on, pump the brakes here. Uh, there's, 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 there's some damage that can be done around this if we don't look at it in, I think, the most biblically rounded sense that we can. So, so let's, let's, let, let's take some time on this. I, I want to first unpack why is, this, uh, why is this statement half wrong? I know Brandon's kind of gone, how's it right? How's it wrong? I want to look at just kind of why is it wrong right off the bat. We're going to look at a number of scriptures here, and, and it's going to be, we'll just see what we can glean from this. So, so let's start. Why, why is this statement half wrong? Let's, let's look at uh, John verse 9, uh, or chapter 9, verses 1 through 3, rather. It says this, as Jesus' disciples were walking, it says, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Jesus answered, it is not, this, uh, it is not that this man sinned or his parents, but, the, but that the works of God might be displayed in his life. So, so what's happening here? You got, you got Jesus with his disciples walking down a, a, a path and they see a guy who's, who's, who's blind and who's begging and the disciples ask a, a, what appears to be a completely uh, honest heartfelt, even a theological question, but, but notice how it's phrased. They, they don't ask if, they just say, uh, Rabbi, who, so, so who sinned? Was it him or his parents that caused this? So the underlying assumption is that it, that it was a sin that led to this man's blindness. That was the assumption. They, they didn't even, they didn't question if, they, they just questioned, well, who was it? Who was it? Because that, that was a common belief back then. That that, that that was that was that that was a thing, and and so and so Jesus answers them by by saying it, well, it's not sin that that caused this, not not at all. In fact, in fact, um, it's it's he actually you know was born this way to to glorify God, to 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 glorify God, and so and so instead of giving any sort of, of fuel to that fire that th this was a, a sin-induced illness, he, he rejects that and says, no, 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 this, this physical ailment that this man is facing has nothing to do with sin that happened. But rather, Jesus says that this, this thing that happened is, is actually gonna be glorifying to God. And, and, and the Lord healed him. We look at another passage in Luke. Luke 13, verses uh, one through five. Another Jesus story. Luke 13, verse one says, now there were some present at the time who told Jesus about uh, Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than any other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you, you repent, you too will all perish or these 18 men who died uh, when, a, when a tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were guilty then, uh, more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too 
will all perish. Jesus, again, is faced with, with uh, folks assuming that this event that happened where these, um, the, the, these you know, believers are walking up to, to sacrifice to the temple, and when they're up there sacrificing, in an act of worship, in an act of obedience, as they're, as they're unpacking, as, as they're, they're, they're worshiping, they, it says that the, the Pilate had them killed. We don't know why. We don't know what, what that means, but we had them killed while that was happening. And again, the the, his disciples' assumption was, you know, well, what, what was wrong with these people? What did they do that was so wrong to, to cause that? And Jesus answers him, again, rejecting and also adding to it and saying, well, do you think this other than this tower fell and killed people? You think that somehow they're worse than anybody else who's a sinner? Do you think that this, that this act was, was an act of judgment? Or, or do they need to repent just as much as you do? Because no matter what, he's, he's saying, no matter what, there needs to be repentance. And so Jesus, in, in two different scenarios here, rejects that the suffering was, the physical suffering, the, the, uh, we, we can just assume was a predisposition of, of a man being blind. He rejects that as being caused by sin. And then he also rejects the evil acts of a pilot, and he rejects the, the seemingly random falling of a tower and killing people. He rejects that as a sin-induced um, action. So there's two, two things that, that Jesus just outright just says, no, it's not that at all. In fact, points people back to repentance. The, fa the, the, the fact is this, and this will be up on the screen here, that there is pain and suffering in this world that cannot be explained. There are things that happen that, that we cannot definitively say this is why. Now we can point to the fall of man or we can point to sin um, but there's just some stuff and, and, and you've seen it and I've seen it just, just tragic events that just would break your heart if we sat here and unpacked. And for me to, to spend my time trying to diagnose every tragedy and say, okay, here's why. Here's this moment in your life. This is why that happened. You know, that, that would, that, there's just some things that we cannot answer that why question. Psalms 34, 19 says that the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers from them all the righteous person still has troubles. So in other words, uh, you know, the, the righteous and the unrighteous, um, the, the commonality they have is that bad things are gonna, are, are gonna happen. Pain and suffering will exist for the righteous and for the unrighteous. What's the difference? What's the difference? Well, it's that, it's that the righteous man uh, looks to the Lord to deliver them um, from, from those troubles. That, that, that is, is probably the chief difference. And so I say to you that, that when we're facing hard times and when we're facing suffering and pain, we need to turn to God. We live in a fallen world. Sin has, has entered. You know, things after Adam and Eve, things were not. Um, uh, you know, rebellion had, had entered and, and a sin had entered. And, and so this, there, there's suffering in our life that, that, that is caused essentially by, by the fall, but it's going to exist either way, the, the, uh, unfortunately. 
And so when I, when I look at this half-truth, why I say this is wrong to say, to say that the suffering in my life is, is caused by sin. See, if we, if, we, if we fully reject that, right, and just say like, no, 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 I fully reject the, 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 the truth that suffering is caused in my life, then we run the risk of believing that, that my sin will never cause me any more suffering than it normally would. In other words, there, there are no more or less early consequences to my sin. So there's a danger in just, in just rejecting that like wholeheartedly and saying, no, no, no. My suffering is never a part of my sin. Here's the danger of that. And we're gonna go into the intersection. Is the danger of that is to say that nothing I do in my life, no sin will have any sort of earthly consequence. That's the danger we face. And a lot of Christianity, a lot of these things, there, there's a tension that we're gonna manage, and I'm gonna unpack that in a little bit. But, but then let, let's, turn, let's, let's flip the script. Okay, how is, this, uh, how is this statement then half right? Okay, half wrong? We know Jesus attributed many things that say they just happened. Okay, so let's look at why this statement then is, has, is, is half right. And this, this may feel, this may feel a little uncomfortable, but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. We're going to read scripture, but some of this feels a, a, a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, first, I'll, I'll kind of pa- unpack some of the, some of the, the, the basic stuff where there's, there's, there's a, a times when we tend to focus on the, the conclusion. Okay, we, we, we come to the story at the end, there's some suffering on there, and we just focus on that, and the pain that's in my life, we focus on that, but, but sometimes to understand, we can actually go back to like step one or two and figure out how we got there. It's like me sitting here saying, I got, I got, a, I got a stomach ache, I'm suffering from, from just my, my stomach, I feel gross, and then we take a couple steps back, and turns out, you know, you had lunch at Del Taco, which is, it, well, that's it, right? If you've ever eaten, you just know. You just know that, that that will cause stomach pain and suffering in your life. But, 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 but what I'm getting at is there's, there's times when we, we look at the end result. You know, my, in the mornings, I'll, I'll try and get my kids up, hey, we've got some chores to do. I'm so tired, I can't do it, I'm exhausted. Well, I talk to them a little more, a few more questions. Well, they've been up all night playing like video games and I didn't know. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're not suffering right now because you're tired. You, uh, out of rebellion against your wise father, stayed up too late and now you're tired and now you're gonna work and be tired. You know, that's kind of how it works. But, but, we, but sometimes with our, with our own pain and suffering, it's possible that, that, that we kind of shot ourselves in, in the foot, so to speak. Let's look, I mean, you look at the consequences of adultery. You are in a situation where there has, you're, you're, the marriage is, is hurting. Like, like you're going to have some serious consequences suffering that come from committing adultery. It, it, but, and that's not random. That's because you chose to rebel against God and thus this happened. You look at the, all through scripture, stealing, um, you know, murdering, hate. If you're a hateful person, one, you're not gonna have friends because no one wants to be around that. But two, you're gonna reap the rewards of, of living that kind of life. And, and, and here on earth, it will happen. People don't wanna be around you. You do substance abuse. It affects your life in a big way. Gluttony, it affects your life in a big way. If I feel lethargic and I'm, and, and I'm not, not feeling like, a, feel, you know, out of breath, but yet all I do is eat, let's go back to Del Taco. I eat Del Taco all the time. Like that's just a result of that. I did it to myself. It's not suffering and pain in my life. It's a direct cause of that. If we have a hard heart, we can look back and see what led to that. If we're just a selfish person and everything is about me, I, again, I'll suffer with having no friends, no authentic community 
that's just a result of selfishness and the sin that, that comes along with that. So there are just some basic repercussions there, but, but here's where we get some interesting stuff. And this, is, this, is, this is where I'm, I'm this, this, this is good. Let's, let's go ahead and take a look at Second Chronicles. So we're going back to the Old Testament. We're quoting some Chronicles here, so it's getting real. Second Chronicles 26, there's a story of a, a king named Uzziah. It says this, then Uzziah was angry. Now, he, he, he had a, a, a censure in his hand to burn incense, and when he became angry with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead in the presence of the priests in the house of the Lord by the altar of incense. So what happened here is the, the priests, the Levites are the only ones who are supposed to go in and, and sacrifice to the Lord and, and burn the incense, but this king was like, forget this. I'm not waiting for you guys. I'm doing this thing. I'm king. I'm a big deal. Like, I'm great. I'm gonna go right in there. And the, and the priest, if you restored like that's not a good thing and the lord gave him leprosy then and there and so the priest ushered him out and got him got him out of there so he rebelled against the lord and immediately got leprosy that's alarming right that's alarming uh, let's let's look at uh first corinthians this may be a um a popular verse that you guys may have heard before, 1 Corinthians 11, 29 uh, through 30. This is where Paul is describing the Lord's Supper. Pick on verse 29, says this, for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. Paul was not a warm fuzzy. Paul was not a guy who just, you like, yeah, I just want to be around this guy. He's great. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy. No, but Paul, in a prophetic moment, he's looking at the church of Corinth and he's seeing what they've done to the Lord's Supper. They've turned it into a drunken party where, where they, they on, the, on the wine that's supposed to represent Jesus' body, they're getting drunk on that. And, and, and they're, they're turning this into something it, it, it was not at all. So Paul comes in and, and, and a, with a prophetic word is saying, Hey, listen, you guys, like, this is wrong. This is wrong. And, and in fact, it's so wrong and so sinful what you're doing that, that I, I'm not even surprised that some of you guys are getting sick and even dying because of this. Now, what's interesting, I was reading some of the, some, uh, many theologians and commentators actually looked at this verse, the second part, in a way that I hadn't necessarily looked at before. And I thought it was interesting where they mentioned um, the, in, in verse 29 that if he eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. They were saying that, that when it talks to the body, you know, it's not talking about the body and the blood or the, the cup and the wine, um, that this may very well be referring to the body of Christ. And so you have a church that's not only creating this drunken party out of you know, wine that's supposed to represent Jesus' blood, they're not even taking care of the, the, the people in their church. They're just, they're just living for themselves and they're completely ignoring it. And Paul says to them that, that the result of this kind of behavior is you guys getting sick and even some of you possibly dying. Well, that's, that's alarming as well. <laughs> Let's look at another one because there's not, as many, there's not enough warm, fuzzy verses. Let's get another one. <laughs> Acts 5, the, the verses 1 through 5 here, Ananias and Sapphira. Some of you guys are, are familiar with this. You've been around the church at all. But if you haven't, I'm, I'm gonna read it for you. It says this. But a man named Ananias with his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought them 
and brought only a part of it and laid it at, uh, at the apostles' feet. Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself parts of the proceeds uh, of the land? Well, it remained unsold and did not remain owned. And after it was sold, uh, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this, this deed in your heart? You have, uh, you have not lied to man, but to God. And when Ananias, Ananias heard these words, um, fell down and breathed his last. Well, that's intense, right? That's intense. Uh, and, and so when we read these verses, and when we look at the we look at the for the look at the the, the the truth of that my my suffering is is a result of my sin. There's there's got to be something to that, or else it wouldn't it wouldn't be in here now. Now, there's, there's, there's some things we got to tiptoe around here a little bit. I want to I explain, but Paul says it in, a, in another verse in Galatians. He says this. He says, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. See, what was happening in all these verses that I read you is people were were using their gifts, they were using their, the, what, what God had given them, and they were, and they were <clears throat> using them for evil. And, 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 and I'll say this, that, that it is our intentional, deliberate, and disrespectful sin that can, have, that can have serious consequences here on earth. It, 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 I'm not saying that, that all sins do, but we look at these, these verses and what happened in these verses was it was, it was particularly bad. You know, uh, the, the violating God, like, like in, a, in a disrespectful, knowing way, people who weren't struggling with something, right? This wasn't like a, I kind of feel like they were struggling with, man, I just can't kind of kick this thing, I'm trying, and I, no, these were, these were people that blatantly, intentionally rebelled against God in a way, and God chose to, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, uh, have judgment then and there. It's not a, these aren't mistakes that we're talking about. These aren't oops situations that we're talking about in here, um, but rather pretty in, in, intentional uh, blasphemous uh, acts. And so, the, the, but the danger here, see, there, there's a danger in just adopting this as well, right? Just like there was a danger in thinking it's not, not all true, there's a danger in f- going all in on this. So if we were to fully accept without any looking around other things that suffering in my life is caused by sin, then we risk, we run the risk of going down the road that all things negative that happen to me are tied to sin. Now, now I'm, I'm not perfect, neither are you. So, so if I go down this road fully without kind of looking full spectrum, um, since I'm not perfect, I'm gonna have a rough go of it because we sin and, 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 and we have these shortcomings. And so we, we have to, we ha- there, there's a tension there, right? You're feeling it. You're feeling it right now, the tension. Well, okay, so, so yeah, there are, can be some consequences, but I can't attribute everything to it. Let's unpack this tension. The tension that, that we have to live with, with this hash truth is this, that we must recognize that as long as we're here on earth, there will be pain and suffering. We can, we can, we can count it. It, it, it. It's gonna be around. Just like taxes will always be around can always count on them. 
We can always count on pain and suffering because we live in a fallen world. There's sinful people and there's sinful things and we're sinful. And then, like these, and then there's, there's just things just kind of randomly happen. So this, we, we live in this type of a world. But, the, but we also got to realize that sometimes it's our rebellion against God that causes our current state of suffering. But then sometimes it just happens. And that is not good news necessarily. I don't like that. Like I said, I don't, I don't like that, that, you know, the tragic stories that, that I hear and that I know about in, the, in, in situations where we have to minister. I don't like it. But, but I, don't, I don't know how to answer the why. And we've been asked that question, why? Getting a call from a, from a teenage parent who, a teenager just died in a car accident and asking why did this happen on the phone? You know, I don't know. It happened. It's happened. And, and I just, I said, I don't know. But I, but I was like, can I come over? You know, um, it, it, they don't make sense. Here's, here's, here's what I do know, because I want to live in this world, right? This, I want to live in this world, what I do know. You know, Romans 8.28 says that we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, there's not a time stamp on this verse. You know, it doesn't, doesn't say like, you know, uh, that, that we know that... Um, those who love God, you know, all things work together for good within, you know, an hour or within an hour, within a day, within a year, you know. We don't know, there's not a time stamp on this, but we can hold on to this verse as truth, as truth that we know that, that, that if we, you know, as we pursue God, that his plan is good for us and that his plan is producing good things, but that might mean that that goodness comes when we're in heaven with him. That goodness might mean that, that the situation I'm in right now uh, is, is, is changed and that, that God offers healing or God gives comfort or my loved one avoids you know, this potential disaster. It might mean that, but it also mean, might mean that I, don't, that I don't see it this side of heaven and that I have to wait and maybe, maybe I'll stand before Jesus and I'll, I'll ask him, okay, what, what about this? Why did this? What, you know, who knows? But I know some things we can't explain and if we, if we keep trying to pursue the why, if we keep trying to pursue the why, we really miss out on, on, on the who that we need to be pursuing. It's a, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a hard place to be when I only say, my sin is causing this, or your sin has caused this, and this, and this. That's a hard place to be, because it's not my, I, I can't decide that. And if anybody goes to you and says that, um, you know, it's okay to question it. It's okay to question it. But at the same time, uh, if you're facing suffering, it's okay to say, okay, what is there, you know, did I have any part in this? You know, is this a a sin issue where I've sinned? Um, And it happened, you know, so so we have to, that that tension that we live in, and and I'll kind of, uh, this is kind of where I want us to land here, is that the, the suffering in our lives should cause us to seek God's forgiveness and love. When we face hard times, if you're in a hard time right now, seeking God is, is the best course of action. And I think, I think the forgiveness piece 
gives us that, that fellowship with him where we can then um, you know, have, that, have that relationship when, when he forgives our sins. And so we, we do that. But then also his love, it, it encapsulates comfort and encapsulates peace that, that we may not understand. Um, we need to, for facing our time, seek God because we can't definitively say why. We can't definitively answer the why. Sometimes, because we live in a fallen world, things will happen that we cannot explain. We are left to, for our, with our own actions and, and our own hearts. And so the worship team's kind of going to come out because we're actually going to spend a time later on um, with, with communion and with, um, with, with the time of reflecting on him. But, but can I just say this, that... that um, the topic of, of pain and suffering is, is um, it's emotional and it's personal. And, and I hope that, that we don't um, dismiss how, what we, how we can experience God's love in the midst of it and, and how you can pursue him. And it may not be a quick, uh, a quick fix or even, even a quick feeling, but we do know that, that Romans 8, 28, that, that we know that for those who love God and are called, God and all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So we know that God has a purpose through this. Just keep our eyes on him. And when we're facing suffering, it should cause us to seek God's forgiveness and seek his love. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we come before you with so, so, so many questions as to why. At least I, I, I know I do. So many, why did this have to happen or why did that? Lord, there, there is a lot of pain and a lot of hurt in this world. Plenty to, to go around. And Lord, this morning, I just want to acknowledge our need for you in the midst of that. And if there's anybody here who's going through that, who's feeling that, that, that hurt and feeling that hardship, Lord, that you would draw them to you and that they would in this seek you. When I say seek you, I mean get into your word. I mean find someone who's godly around them that they can talk with and, and, and to be in prayer. Lord, I, I pray that you would just draw them in with your loving arms. And so guys, we, as we go, go from here, we, we, we enter into a time of worship and we enter into a time of communion, that, that you would be speaking to our hearts, Lord, on how we can um, be reminded of your son's sacrifice, Lord, but also just give you the praise and glory for who you are. And even in hard circumstances, God, we can still worship you. We ask this in your name, amen. Mm-hmm.